Welcome to the Success is My Religion podcast, the podcast where we study success from the perspective of African Americans and people of color like a religion. I am your host, Michael Taylor, also known as the Success Engineer. I am a life coach and creator of the Work Hard Philosophy for Individual Achievement and the founder of the Work Hard Movement. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Success is My Religion podcast. I am here with none other than the uh, Renee Latimer. She is a good friend of mine, and she um, started coming to my group fitness classes. That's how we first met, right? Yep. And um, she is a therapist, correct? Yes. All right. And so tell our audience a little bit more about you and what you do as in as in therapy role and how you came about that in your life. So I am a licensed clinical professional counselor in both Kansas and Missouri. I have been clinically licensed since, oh, about five years ago. Um, I graduated from, with my master's degree from Avila in 2012, and I've been practicing since then. I currently work for a safety net clinic, and I do behavioral health there. So I meet with individual patients to provide therapeutic services when they otherwise might not be able to access them. I am also certified as a play therapist, and I'm certified in child and adolescent treatment. So that is my catch population. However, I do work with adults as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Ideally... I would love to also work with the geriatric population, but there are some reasons why the going thing right now, but that is absolutely on the up and up for me. Uh-huh. And so what what is your your ultimate goal? I I know it, but like I'm asking people to go ahead and state their ultimate goal because we're we're speaking it into the universe and working it into reality. So uh tell everybody that what your ultimate goal is, if you feel comfortable saying that. Yeah, of course. My ultimate goal, as far as a professional, is to be in private practice. Um, It has been quite the road to get where I am, but I feel like every avenue that I've taken has gotten me successfully where I need to be today. And I think that is my next step, is to be able to work for myself, no longer working for a company or being under the umbrella of another company, but to have my own private practice. And you're thinking about like starting a whole clinic, private practice type stuff, like elements and different things like that. We don't have to go into that, but like, I like hearing about it because I'm like, Hey, how can I help? Like, what, what are some things that I need, I can do on my end to, to kind of help you in that direction or be on the lookout for some things? Yeah, absolutely. So a huge part of being a therapist and a counselor is networking. And so within my close friend group and even within my family, I have a host of professional roles of support around me. So social workers, clinical social workers, other counselors, nurse practitioners, teachers. And so our ultimate goal is to be able to 
kind of run this overall health clinic, if you will, that is all inclusive. So it's not strictly about just therapy, but also from a nurse practitioner standpoint, from a teacher standpoint, and even from a fitness standpoint. So I'm not exactly sure how um, this work hard movement or you as Michael Taylor will be a part of that, but, and I'm not close to how you're going to be a part of it, but I do see even that role of it being a huge, a huge piece of it of my overall vision for what I see for myself as my ultimate success goal. Right. And I see it, but um, a lot of people put me into the fitness side of things because that's how they see me and how, that's how they probably met me. But yeah. um, it, it'll work out. Like <laughs> I got my ultimate goal is to fund and run a life prep program for disadvantaged student athletes. But um, with that, there's a whole bunch of other um, intricacies that are going to like, we, we might as well go, go ahead and build a, a whole community, mm-hmm. <laughs> a whole yeah. community that, cause that, that's my whole thing. And that's lo- like my big range thinking is like, we have this whole network that is pretty much a community that um, revolves around like just figuring out solutions to individual circumstances because everybody's yeah. circumstances is different. And if we have this a group or, and the connections to get this, to figure these things out and uh, to support people in their own success journey, that's, that's my whole bigger picture with the work hard movement. The work hard movement is geared towards people uh, just working towards working for what they want and yeah uh, and the work hard philosophy is a way to simplify it into uh, simpler terms and create a blueprint for success which we did a uh, you were one of my first coaching clients that I took all the way through the whole process after I had my mm-hmm. little bumps and bruises uh, <laughs> on the way uh, yeah. and you you helped me uh, we kind of exchanged um, services, yeah. which is like she she was my therapist for, <laughs> and probably still <laughs> my therapist <laughs> at times. And I took her through my life coaching program, and I was like, and and that's what I really I want to talk about that too because, um, really, with the work hard movement, and I want to be a life coach. Um, a speaker, author, all of that stuff. But with the work hard philosophy for individual achievement, there's different levels that people are at already. And you, when I, when you were like, okay, I'll do it. You are already in a, a position that you were already on your way. And then when we did the whole, uh, the whole plan or my whole thing that took forever almost. But after that, that's all you needed and then you just took it off took off from there <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean <laughs> yeah so um you know yeah ahead. it's so interesting to hear you say that because and my mom frequently mentions this too is that I didn't realize I don't think how stuck I was before you and I went through the seven pillar outlook so I knew in my mind what I wanted, obviously, you know, I had been pursuing counseling and therapy since I was in like middle school. So I knew what I wanted uh-huh. from that point of it. Um, but until you ask kind of that question of what does it look like for you and how do we behaviorally and practically make it real? I didn't, I don't think I realized how stuck I was. And so to be able to put it on paper 
and say, oh my goodness, this is where I am. This is where I want to be really helped me become unstuck in that moment. So in my mind, yes, I knew what I wanted, but practically it was kind of difficult for me to personally motivate myself to get myself there. And so that was what was really helpful for me. So to some degree, yes, I brought to the table, this is what I want, but to be able to see it within these different elements or pieces is really what was motivating and eye-opening for me. Well, thank you. I like it, but it, I was like, shoot, you already got it. I was, I was just <laughs> putting the pieces together, you know, but yeah. that's where different people, people are at different places. Sometimes it, sure. it's going to take, because with my program, I'm setting it up to where um, you do, it's three months is the first, first um, section. So basically four quarters, right? But somebody, some people only need that first quarter because they're already in the direction of their goals, just like you. And then getting kind of your fitness journey, like you're, you have recently, like this girl is on Hot Girl Summer, like <laughs> on tilt. <laughs> and and oh, she, God. she was just like, all right, this is what I want exactly. And this is how I'm going to do it. Like you go into your, your, your mentality at that time where you, where you made the change. And like, I know I can't be everything to everybody. So that's why I created the work hard philosophy so that I can, uh, we can figure out where those, uh, those weak points are, or those areas of focus that we need to focus a little more to strengthen, to put, put us in better position because uh, what what you had when we talked, it was like you had the goal, you you had the right mindset, but then that planning part was was a little bit like we couldn't see it. And, yeah. and when we when we can't see, like we can't envision the play, we don't know how to score. <laughs> yeah. And 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 that's where like I think a lot of people and that's me including included get in the and stuck in because there's uh four elements to success it's that goal the mindset planning and then the action but if we get stuck in the planning part and we don't know where to go we just stop (laughs) and and we don't know where to go and and uh, we can't get to the action because we don't understand if this action is going to put us in so we kind of get into that um that zone of being stuck like you said and you you started that you was like this I got this fitness goal and <laughs> I'm gonna take it from there yeah because that was a part of <laughs> uh, that was a part of the blueprint that was a part of the seven pillars yeah and and I'm gonna change that that word is to um seven arenas because okay. I'm a sports guy but uh when we went through <laughs> it as seven pillars but those seven arenas we we started going I was like find, figure out a goal in in each one of these and and we'll start hashing it out and and then it'll work itself out and just like it did you you just (laughs) go ahead go speak on your your um your just the past eight months because you've been in transformation in the past eight months yeah I think you know when you're talking about the mindset piece of it that is paramount because it's not just about 
what I'm telling myself. I don't like the way I look. I don't like the way I feel, but how do I change that? And so even at the beginning of, I want to say, was it 2018 or 2019? I took hold of that idea of consistency and discipline and creating habits. So that had to be my mindset first. And so I really just kind of inundated myself in that mindset before Mm -hmm. I even did anything behaviorally. Mm-hmm. And then when you and I started talking more specifically about these seven arenas and fitness <laughs> and what I wanted, mm-hmm. um, I still didn't have an idea of how I was going to get there. I knew that I didn't like my current circumstances, but I was like, I don't really know how to got, get there. And so I was already at that point mm-hmm. into group fitness classes, which I loved. So even that piece of it working out wasn't an issue for me. I was going to the gym. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I knew that I had to do something different. And so um, one of my friends was already doing keto. And so I was like, well, let me try this. And so already having that consistency, that discipline and that habit, I was able to slowly introduce that to go from group classes now into my eating habits. Mm -hmm. And so since September, I've been able to consistently be able to work out and do keto um, to get to where I am right now, which is 57 pounds down. So (laughs) I'm talking hot girl summer. (laughs) If we can get outside. (laughs) (laughs) But, and I think what it boiled down to honestly, which I can see as how we operate. So, I mean, you told me this when we very first started was how you do one thing is how you do everything. And Mm -hmm. I think what it really boils down to is self-control and then also the discipline, the consistency and the habits, no matter which of these seven areas that I'm looking at, those are the key themes in everything that I do with regards to goals and with regards to being successful. It's Mm -hmm. how do I keep these as my main focal points? Mm Mm-hmm. And, and translating in that to day-to-day life because your circumstances are everybody else's everybody's circumstances are different yep so so the way you apply different things is going to be different so there's not one one clear-cut way of doing it absolutely and, and that's why what I understand and that's what makes this work hard philosophy and and the work hard movement so special to me I guess mm-hmm. because it's malleable. like you can anybody can use it like it's not just for me, you to follow my instructions I'm like I don't know what you need but yeah. <laughs> I know we can figure it out through these through these different so for our listeners the work hard philosophy for individual achievement is a philosophy that I created which is an acronym for work hard which is um, W-R-K-H-R-D, you remove, uh, so it means willing to reuse knowledge, habits, and resources diligently. You remove the O and the A for opinions and assumptions because we want to get those out of there. We want to deal with facts, observations, and experiences of ours and other people. So with that, you can, it, and with the understanding of success, which is those four elements, the goal, mindset planning and action we can we can figure out our our weak points and and what we need to focus on based off of based off of that philosophy and i'm not going to get all into the details but also the the seven arenas the seven pillars that we've been talking about those seven pillars are and i believe that everybody needs to have a goal or be striving for something in these seven arenas which they are personal professional 
health, because health is different than fitness, which is the fourth one, family, financial, and relationships. So relationships and family are different because family, you can have only relationships with blood and marital or um, relationships like that. But relationships can be work relationship, friendships, and all those different things. And you got to understand how all of this stuff plays into what you're ultimately trying to do. But if we don't have no goal, how can we know that? Right? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And then as far as mental health is concerned, how, how has your, your success journey, um, how how has mental health played a role in your success journey is what I should ask. So I think some people hear mental health and they just think, ooh, you know, like, uh-uh, that's not me. I ain't got mental health, right? So <laughs> we all have mental wellness, just like we all have physical wellness. Mm-hmm. And if you don't take care of your physical self, that could result in a physical illness. Just like if you don't take care of your mental self-care, that could result in a mental illness. Now, obviously, there's a number of different ways that mental illness can happen, but not taking care of yourself is essentially that. And so that was a huge piece for me because what I noticed is that accountability was a huge piece of taking care of myself and my mental self-care and my stress was to be able to have people around me who were supportive. Um, Mm -hmm. Also, when it comes to mental wellness, my spirituality is a big thing for me too. So being involved in that, whether that's reading or going to services or whatever it is, that was a big part for me as well. Also, how I'm sleeping um, makes a big difference. And overall eating and fitness go into self-care as well. Mm-hmm. So any of those areas that say that I'm taking care of myself, I'm looking out for myself to help with your overall mental wellness. And in those times when it's so hard, because there are some times and I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I felt mm-hmm. defeated, disappointed, um, downtrodden overall. It's when you reach out and you say, okay, what am I missing? You know, what Mm -hmm. part of this outlook in these seven arenas do I need to pay more attention to in this moment so that I can do what I need to to keep moving forward? So it might be relationships. I might say, you know what, I'm really missing my best friend right now. So while I'm struggling, I'm in this downtime, my self-care that I need is to be able to reach out and talk to him more Mm -hmm. and paying attention to that because mental wellness plays a huge, huge part in that. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And and physical health as well um so we all struggle with different things and i know you went through a a trial or a um just a something physical that you had to overcome yeah to get to a, a place where you can start and complete your the next part of your journey right yeah so it's so interesting because there's been several interruptions in this journey (laughs) Um, (laughs) you know that it's just like what in the world because there's been at least three times when I've had to have medical intervention for something completely unrelated to (laughs) you know fitness or my physical health but what happened is each one of those times I had to stop for seven to 10 days. And at this point, I religiously was going to the gym at least six hours a week. So there was seven to 10 days when I could not go to the gym. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. um, which was a big deal for me, not just physically, but mentally, because that was a good space for me. Going to the gym was my place to decompress. It was a huge part of my mental wellness. Um, and I remember the first time I reached out to you and I was like, I am struggling. I <laughs> don't know what I'm going to do outside of this and you were just like this is your moment to practice gratitude you know it's like in this downtime Uh what are you grateful for you know be grateful that you can still use your body and that this is only temporary and then Mm -hmm. I remember looking on the internet and of course my girl Lizzo had a great video on it too and so (laughs) you know just started to think about and again that goes back to mindset you know it's like do Mm -hmm. I take this as this temporary setback exactly or you know what this is my time to rest and then I get to set another goal of how I'm going to get myself back into this or I'm going to focus more on my caloric intake because I know that I'm not going to be able to work out for a week so what do I have control over otherwise and you start Mm -hmm. to really divide those things out and be intentional but again it's I need to foster this relationship in my support system so that I can talk about my struggles in this moment Mm -hmm. mental well-being yeah mental well-being maybe we should we should change the the phrase to that because mental health me it's it's negatively associated with having like schizophrenia or something yeah. like that it, it, <laughs> you would say that <laughs> it is when i like you know when people hear mentally ill or they hear mental health it comes with this stigma stigma as opposed to mental wellness because we all have to take care of our mentality it doesn't matter if you do or do not have a diagnosis um of something that came out of the DSM, you need to take care of yourself mentally because no one is exempt. No one is Mm -hmm. exempt from a depressive state. It's about how you take care of yourself and acknowledge what you need in your self-care before it gets to that point. And uh, you talk a lot lot about environment and that is a, a key point that not a lot of us understand is that our environment is so um, influential in our lives, mm-hmm. especially like I deal with a lot of young people. I deal with people across the, the demographics, right? Yeah. But uh, I, I especially want to talk to young people because they're going to be the next leaders in this world, right? Mm-hmm. So I, how do you maintain a sense of mental wellness in a negative environment? That is such a good question. And I think it really boils down to what boundaries am I setting? Um, Some people think that boundaries are just physical and they are, some of them are, but there are also emotional boundaries that we can put in place. We have to make the conscious decision to not allow other people's stressors or other people's concerns to become our stressors or concerns. And especially Mm -hmm. with kids when they don't have control over that, they don't have control over their parents' stress, They have to be more intentional with then how do I then take care of myself during this time? Because as an adult, there are still going to be times when we're in miserable situations that we don't have control over, but we do have control Mm -hmm. over how we take care of ourselves during that. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we can't control our environment, but we say, again, what do I need to pay more attention to? Do I need to pay more attention to some of those other relationships that I need to spend more time in? Do I need to pay more attention to things that I love to do? Like, have I stopped listening or writing music? And I love to do that. Do I need to get back Mm -hmm. into that? Um, Do I need to focus on my sleep? Those types of things. While you can't always control your environment, how am I taking care of myself while I'm in this situation? Right. Because a lot of us come from negative environments. And and 
I don't think that I was in a negative environment, um, but it was a negative mental Mm. wellness environment, kind Mm -hmm. of. And it played with my mental because, like, (laughs) you when you're in an environment that's negative, and then you step out and see a a positive environment that is welcoming and accepting and holds you accountable and this and that. You, I had to make a decision whether I stay in this negative environment or leave it yeah because i those were the only two choices and i was like i am not feeling good and then it comes back to self-awareness mm-hmm. like some people can thrive in that environment but that's their circumstances your circumstances dictate that you can thrive in this environment but i just couldn't it was holding me back yeah. and it was holding me from my true potential and I was like, I'm fed up. And it took me 32 years to be like, I'm done. I tried everything. Or I may have tr- not tried everything, but, you know, I tried a lot of stuff to where it was like, all right, the only way I'm going to win is if I leave this situation. And not a lot of us can can just leave a situation as a dependent, as a, yeah. a young person, because we, we're just in our situation but when you become an adult, like when you leave the house and, and start doing your own things, you 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 have that option to leave environments and you don't have to stay there. A lot of people stay in relationships that are volatile and and um, just uh, work environments mm-hmm. that are that are negative too. like all of this comes into play. And there's a lot of things that we can control within our own self that comes down to self-awareness yeah but if we we don't learn about ourselves then i can't even put myself in a position to be mentally mentally well absolutely in the mindset right because when you're talking about growing up in an environment that is not ideal um that comes with the mindset we start to observe and learn and internalize different operations how we interact with people how we attend to our finances how we talk to our family, how we get work ethic. We learn those things. And yes, you can physically change your environment, but you have to change your mindset with it. Just taking Mm. you out of poverty does not change your poverty mindset. You have to be intentional with doing that, especially as an adult. And so that's why that mindset piece is so important to not just kind of jump head first into something you have to change your mentality about it and taking care of yourself along the process because it's not easy to separate your mindset from something in a group of people that you've known all your life because there's a lot mm-hmm. of risk that comes with that and mm-hmm. so you have to say what am I willing to sacrifice in order <laughs> to get out of this environment right in order to change my mindset mm-hmm. because there's going to be some sacrifice involved Ooh, I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah. You know, the W and work hard is mm-hmm. willing. So I, I added another element to that. So you got to be willing to learn, willing to change and willing to sacrifice. Absolutely. So all, those that's the simplest as, as you can get it. If if you look at those three things, am I willing? Because then we look at positioning, like what areas of focus? If I'm already willing to learn, I got to find somebody else that is out there that understands kind of my point of view so I can learn from Mm -hmm. them on how to change my situation and then am I willing to change are you willing to take and then sacrifice maybe some relationships and uh uh, sometimes it's it's finances like if you're in a a job that you just can't work it you might have to uh 
take a position that that is lower paying mm-hmm. and uh start over that way and who knows because like i said all circumstances are yeah. different and and uh hold that thought we're going to table that until part 2 I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Success is My Religion podcast. Go ahead and hit that five stars and leave me a review. And be sure to follow me on all social media platforms at Work Hard Movement. Oh.